You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we are sitting here right now with our second guest, who is our most frequent flyer, uh, our four-time guest, uh, our senior executive producer, uh, live events coordinator, Mr. Robert Cellino. Robert, welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be back. Always love being on the show with you guys. Super Always energy. Always good to have you, man. <laughs> Always good to have you. <laughs> Long time listener. <laughs> Four times sit down. <laughs> nice, nice. So, Robert, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're recapping. So, uh, we talk a lot about live events and oh, yeah. you guys on the road and you know, I've been out there with you guys. You guys have gone on missions on your own. Uh, tell us the landscape of the live event scene since we started this whole thing. No, it's an amazing progression with the with, with the landscape. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, we started with a small little yard, and now we have yeah. <laughs> a palatial green yeah, yeah, palace yeah. sort of a lawn, or maybe a whole golf course by right now. Definitely the golf I course. I think yeah, the golf yeah. course for sure, especially yeah, in Arizona. <laughs> We're working on the back nine now. We have the front nine going. I think it's interesting. But the amazing thing is, is that um, live events is growing like yeah. crazy, and the event scene is really understanding what it is to have us there as well. Because there is this exponential amplification of what we do because we're there pushing out this live event piece, right? And then every single person that gets interviewed within that live event pushes it out to their peers and then their peers push it out to theirs. We're pushing it out to the events. The event is pushing it out and it reverberates this this huge pond of ripple effect. It just explodes around the globe right at the scene because we're archiving and putting it out there right on the spot, right? And this, we're one of the only people, if not the only people that do that currently. Right. Now that didn't just happen that was built as time went on tell yeah. us a little bit about that absolutely so the first set of live events that we did which which was sage yep. right about two years ago now up right about July now 2015 yeah. <laughs> right about now two years ago um we were tasked with that idea and ryan and you and i and voice america put it all together right to go out there and test the water and we did, and we, we put it together, we had this live event effect, and then we saw how it happened. But over time, we added the instantaneous piece, and then yep. making these new connections and going to all these other events and understanding the technologies and really understanding the influencers and really starting to dive deep into what they're doing right. and what they're wanting, you know, from the youngest to the oldest of people in this industry and leveraging the technology and partnering with Mevo and partnering sure. with, with all of these other places that have allowed us this technology to do this. I'm going to say that the, the biggest, uh, I think, growth happened uh, at NAB. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was with Lori. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's, let's give Lori kudos. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lori, Lori Schwartz. Schwartz. Lori Schwartz. Thank you, The Lori. tech cat. Yep, the she rocks cat. the Tech Cat yes, radio. At the Tech Cat Twitter. <laughs> Check her out. Yep. yep. But I would say that's where we really started testing uh, different, you know, I mean, she put together fantastic panels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, okay, how do we get more eyeballs on it at this point? And that's where it really started. Oh, absolutely. She brought. Yeah. She brought the, the Mevo people 
to us at NAB. We did their interview when they were just launching that piece of software and they, that they, camera that, and that hardware. They were debuting the yes. Mevo camera at NAB in 2016. That was their, their launch party. Absolutely. And yeah. we wanted that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. And you got that. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was great. And it's been great ever since. And yeah. they keep, they continue, you know, a little plug for Mevo, thank you. They continue to upgrade and push things out. And, you know, every yeah. time there's a firmware upgrade, it does more. It does more. The software does more. It's amazing what this does for us. Right. Right. Yeah, and I just want everybody to know out there who's listening, it's not as easy as just getting a Mevo and okay. going live, right? There's a lot of other moving parts. But if you want help with it, call Robert, and we will work with you <laughs> exactly. on amplifying your event. You know, yeah. and I, I don't want it to sound like an infomercial, but it's absolutely no. 100% the I, truth. I, yeah, I got to say, <laughs> it's such a professional setting. Uh, nobody, nobody does it like uh, the the VA team does. Uh, it's almost a science at this point. Uh, and the exposure that's that's given or get, uh, gotten, I don't know what, given, gotten, a little you know, both, up, give, get. whatever. The uh, <laughs> the exposure you get from you know being a part of that live event, and because we segment uh, all of the pro, all of the interviews and everything that goes on, you know, and then those get spread out to the people that you know were part of that segment, and then they spread that out. It just you know it just keeps keeps growing out there. I think it's amazing. Absolutely. And what Ryan was saying was it's not just purchasing something and going out there and right. doing this. The infrastructure that we have in place allows us to do what we do and the instantaneous you know, piece of this and also taking the audio elements and the video elements and pushing them all at the same time and archiving them. It took since 1999 to put in place, right? right. And, and we have that structure, which is why we are, if not the only one of the only people that are doing this <laughs> and right we've, now. And, and there were a couple of events that we outright almost failed. Yeah, right? we had a couple that were like <laughs> near misses. We were really close. Right. It backfired, and yeah. so you know it does take a little bit of that you know R and D, a little trial and tribulation to really get it right. And it, it did it honestly for me as the, as a as a technical guy, right? It took a little bit of failure at some point for me to punch myself in the head and go, "Yeah, we got to do this a little bit differently." Uh, but yeah, yeah. it. it it exponential. We had to step out of our comfort zone and get, yeah, out, of, get yeah, out of that little yeah. comfort zone, make and a couple of mistakes to be able to make it right. And to me, as an owner, uh, you know, that one nearly cost us almost ten grand. So that <laughs> that would not have been good. <laughs> and guys, if, if I could jump in, real yeah, quick, hey Ron, uh, hey, hold on, let me introduce you real quick though, so okay. people know. Everybody, this guy that's jumping on, jumping on right now is our engineer. He's been running our show for uh, almost since it started. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. A. A. Ron. From the beginning. guys. Absolutely. What's up, bud? I got to say, being that it was my first event, it was so amazing to see in real time how everything at Comic-Con was produced. It was recorded. We were pulling people right off the floor as they walked by. That It wasn't planned. We were just interviewing people on the fly. We were telling them, you know, hey, you're on the radio. They were all excited. It was a great community event. And then seeing the engineering side of it, was amazing to me being my, my, my first live event because I could see in real time everything being produced. People weren't planned for some of these interviews were planned, but some of them weren't. Sure. I was on there yeah. with one segment with a guy that was dressed up as a female version of Deadpool with bunny ears and a cottontail, and that was so <laughs> cool. And then after the interview, I went back to the board and I went back to the computer, and it was so cool to see in real time everything being produced, the commercials that would play in between. I mean, it was just, it was so much in depth 
to all this technology. It was it was the coolest thing. Well, I got to say, you know, for, to go to Comic Con and you know do this for the first time, being a part of the company and seeing this all happen, uh, it's got to be you know kind of mind blowing in some capacity. Oh, absolutely, it was. I love it. It was the coolest event I've ever been to in my life. So, hey, right, you know, you've been with us since nearly the beginning. Okay, so I consider you part of. Well, you are part of finding the finding frequency team. Um, uh, this is the recap show, man. I, I want to hear from you as to you know how you feel about the show and how it's gone. Yeah, I want to know. Who, I want to know from his perspective which yeah. episode was his favorite. Ah, there we go. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to the Comic Con one for that. But if you want to talk about, <laughs> oh, that was a special one. That doesn't count. <laughs> one of one of the ones we did in the studio. The <laughs> we had some great ones. It's uh, I should have been prepared for this question. <laughs> it's hard to choose. Uh, Pat Basili was really good. I know she used to be okay. a host before. Um, that was show 14? I'm sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> that was show 14. That was, was really good to have her on. She had a lot of interesting tidbits to say about how radio works and, and, and internet radio. Um, and then, honestly, I can't decide between Leonard Kim. <laughs> I was hoping that was coming. Um, and... Oh, who's the other one? Uh, ni- the one you just had, Nicholas uh, Van Varenberg. Okay, all right. That was really cool. Nice. To learn about uh, Pillier. Yeah, you know what? The you know, the company is not a bad company, and you know they had some good things to say. Uh, I think you know, aside from what they do, which I think is necessary, I think it was pretty cool to you know talk to uh, Van Damme's son. Uh, that's in a uh, uh, version of he, Kickboxer. He's the one that's 21, right? The yes, band. yes. Okay, yes, so yes. I can I can say this. We had beers with him at your house. Yeah, that absolutely. Was, I, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't want to out him if he, you know, colleges. Yeah, him, and, uh, <laughs> him and Chad came over for yeah. uh, Fourth of July, so. Oh, that's cool. You know, you know, they're, you know, great couple of guys. You know what? My favorite show is still the first one. The, I, I, the so, very, very first show. I am with you on that one. Don't leave me hanging. I'm oh. with you on that one. Uh, definitely uh, my favorite show was the foundation Robert what, show. what about you did you have a favorite one I've had four favorites <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I was on clue. each one of those not to be totally selfish <laughs> but, uh, I love it every time the show is now, out now let me tell you for the audience it's been Leonard Kim that's been our biggest show yeah that's show. been the biggest one yep the foundation show frozen burritos he <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the foundation show is number two. Yeah, I know. It's it's great to look at those stats. Yeah, yeah. And to know that uh, the founding, the frequency, the founding of frequency. What I can't get that. Out. You know, I have the head stuck in my head. <laughs> we had a great interview with Leonard Kim. You guys have to go listen to it. He likes frozen burritos just like me. <laughs> it's you know, it's great to hear stories from different people. And you know, here's a I'm going to call him a kid because I'm getting old. Uh, here's a kid, 32 years old. Uh, yeah, your, your first mobile phone was number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, you know, his path was so cluttered. You know, making his way through, working at uh, odds and ends jobs, didn't know what he wanted to accomplish, and then you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's couch surfing. He's in an apartment without electricity. He's plugging into the neighbors to heat up his his his, <laughs> For uh, his microwave, burrito, right? <laughs> So, you know, uh, it, it, the, 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 the path that people go on is what really uh, interests me, and which is about finding your frequency. Yeah. And speaking on that, too, I love learning about uh, Mar- the one you did with Marcello Thedford. Yeah. That yeah. was really cool to learn about his acting and his story and, and just the ins and outs of, of how he got to where he is. Yep. Yep. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. 
What's your story, Robert? <laughs> well, we did, I did this. Yeah, we did that already. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Boy, listen to episodes three, five, eight, and twelve, or something, right? <laughs> I like the um, I like the description on the the what's your first phone, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting, right? Yeah. Because you know, I'm pushing. Well, no, I'm not pushing. Fifty three, and um, my first phone was just shy of the bag phone, but when it became a big black. Brick it was phone. a brick. Yeah, a big yeah, brick that, phone. That was yeah. number one in the meme was the big brick phone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the flip phone. Right? Made by Motorola. Uh, Motorola, right, with the big battery on the back of it. My brother had the block phone. Oh, do you guys, right. re- do you guys remember the StarTech? too young. Oh, yeah. The Motorola yeah. StarTech. That was like the, you know, oh, God, Motorola came out with yeah. the breaking edge phone. Yeah. StarTech, yeah. I, now it's like a big hunk of plastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I love the book, the book, and I love the way you designed the first set of series. Thank around you. the book. I think it's, it's highly important that each piece takes a progression yes. of finding your frequency because it's about people stepping in with both feet, right. right? Getting out of their comfort zone. So here's your comfort zone, step into this area and pushing into what you want to do and find that frequency, find that authenticity and put it out there to the world because everybody, when you think about it, is like this light tower, right? Like on the shore of the, the ocean, putting that beacon out and there's right. a bunch of people lost in that sea looking for somebody's message and right. yeah. everybody's message is important and everybody has a message that somebody else needs step out of that comfort zone shine that light and those people are going to find you and then you're going to have a radio show i think i had goosebumps right? <laughs> oh did you feel on. that yeah did you feel that yep. yep yeah i did too man nicely good. said robert well done robert said yeah I, I definitely agree with what robert says oh, especially yeah. especially when he says that Somebody has a message that some, you know, somebody has a message that other people need to hear, you know, and I think that you hear that message at the proper time, you know, in your life. And I don't know what that's called fate, maybe, um, but whatever that is, you hear that stuff at the correct time and it's your choice to make action on it. And so that's the part of stepping out of your comfort zone is when you hear, you know, that motivating piece and you decide to take action and step out of your comfort zone. That's when cool stuff happens. Sure. And can I say, can I tell you? how that relates to me with Voice America is when I was working for that sub uh, company delivering (laughs) subs, I had no idea of any businesses in Phoenix. You know, I came from Page, which is just on the border of Utah and Arizona. It has the best lake in the West Coast, though. Yes, it does. I hope they don't drain it. Um, Anyways, I'm working for this shop, and I get an order to take to World Talk Radio, Voice America, I go down there and I see, you know, the lobby and I meet Tacey and she tells me a little bit about the place. And I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. I went to school for broadcasting. You know, I'm just out here as kind of a a stepping stone just to make ends meet at this sub shop. And what are the chances of me getting dispatched to this place to, to deliver something, meeting this amazing woman that's telling me about this place and then telling me they're hiring and I had my resume at the ready in the backseat of my car. I brought it in, and, I mean, the rest is history. It's just That's amazing awesome. how it, it, the coincidences all came together. It all That's happens a for a show. reason at the right time. It yes, happens it for does. a reason. Yep. You know, I, I was going to say something to Ryan like, oh, is this how you hire? You know, a guy from the <laughs> sub shop walks in. Uh, so I'm very glad that you said you went to broadcast school. So thank you. Thank you for clearing that. Yeah, we don't just, we don't just let any – Ryan, you're hiring the sub We just guy. don't let any sub, <laughs> sub guy, delivery guy run radio shows. <laughs> only, the, only the best delivery sub guys. <laughs> Thank you. And we are glad to have you aboard, by the way, uh, Aaron. You are definitely family. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Absolutely. And uh, we got about six minutes left in the show. So we got some more time to, you know, talk about some really cool stuff that I think is going to be happening in the last part of this year. Um, Robert's been diligently working hard on some uh, some new uh, events that we have coming up very shortly. We have one solidified for November, right? The, but yes. that's in Las Vegas. That's correct. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that one. Interesting that the the Las Vegas event is going to be something that is highly important to many people, right? So it is based around hospital-borne infections. It's about all the things that happen in the hospitals, right? And these are all major companies. You've got, you know, Clorox Healthcare. You've got all these major foundations. You've got all these people that are all coming together in this space that are trying to prevent hospital-borne infections, all the things that they're doing, all the UV protection, all of the anti-infectious you know, infectious agents that they can keep all the stuff away from us, and also about awareness to people on how to protect themselves just through simple Washing wash your hands. hands, right? I mean, everybody needs to wash their hands, right? I like to say, how many times have you done it today, right? Yeah, right and then that's, right. if you've washed your hands more than three or four times, give yourself some <laughs> congratulations <laughs> because you're keeping yourself healthy, right? So this is going to be a huge event. We're going to be interviewing the biggest of the big in all these these spaces. You know, we're talking about major pharmaceuticals. We're talking about major preventative agents, all these things that are coming together to help keep people safe from dying just from going to the hospital. Right. Yeah, because right. that's one place you should be able to go to not get additionally sick or more infected than you were when you got there. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. right. You know, and that reminds me, uh, you know, when Melissa, you remember when Melissa, yep. Randy's Melissa, uh, Randy, who is part of the production team, uh, his girlfriend, uh, uh, future fian- uh, fiance, uh, went to the hospital. Uh, I think she went to go get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And she ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. Almost like she had a stroke. She couldn't talk. I This went on for almost a month, and they yeah. had no idea wh- how it had happened. And they got they found out that it was uh, from a flu shot that she got at the hospital. Wow. Yeah, how does that happen? That's insane. <laughs> yep, that's insane. So, you know, this is it's definitely uh, uh, just shows you the versatility of what we do. Yeah. And, you know, what events we'll go to and why we're there. And then when you, you know, you listen to it and you're like, hmm, uh, okay, that sounds like it could be interesting. But then when you start listening to what's going on, yeah. you start hearing some of the stories that are being told, it's like, wow, this is cool. I'm glad I I went and listened. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, especially in the age that we are in right now, which is the age of, it's the the age of the birth of artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. augmented reality, machine learning. And that's for me as a technical guy, when we go to these events and I go, oh, there's, they're not leveraging technology. They all are. Every single segmented place that we've gone to to do events in the last two years has found some interesting way to leverage technology to deploy it in their medium to provide, you know, better, uh, faster and and more quality services to everybody. And I think that we'll probably learn a lot about how they're doing that for the hospital because there's a lot of technology they're deploying with Mm -hmm. ozone layering and UV and some different stuff uh, and it all being metered by Technology. Art, yes. Artificial intelligence yep, and machine learning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of things going on. I mean, we could we could go to you know four events a a month if uh, if we accepted everybody that wanted us to be there. Oh yes. Uh, but you know sometimes we got to pick and choose. Uh, you know, we, obviously to bring equipment and to you know spend three four days somewhere, uh, it's going to cost you some money. It's not nothing is we can't do it for free. So you know, if you can't afford it, well, maybe we can work something out. But the point I'm trying to make is that we will choose where we're going to end up, uh, and if it's worth it for us to expand audience or whatnot, we'll be there. Or, of course, content-wise, that's always king. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a cool show we've had today. We got and to you kind know of what? wasn't so bad. You know, we got to touch <laughs> on a whole bunch of cool different topics, and you know, talk to Robert for the twelfth yep. time. Well, we're I mean, recapping. We're <laughs> recapping. So I want to, I want to at least, you know, touch base. Yeah, let's. We got about a minute left here, so um, t- no, tell the audience right, what's well, going you know, on with influencers. We've talked about the influencers channel. Uh, we're building. It's growing. Uh, we're having more of our influencers start every week. Uh, we've got about 13 on the air right now. Uh, I thought it was 17, but apparently not. But we're getting there. But we've got Marcello Thedford coming. We've got David Fagan coming. Shemaine Nugent, Lester Spade, and Leonard Kim's coming on. So <laughs> <laughs> Leonard is coming to join the join the, uh, the That's group. That's awesome. So, a lot of good stuff going on, and the influencers is growing and growing and, and growing. growing. Mm-hmm. You notice we have one other person too. Um, we have Greg Reitman from Blue ah, Water Studios coming on. Oh, that's right. August 30th, I believe. Excellent. That's right, Excellent. Greg. That, that guy is awesome. He is awesome. Well, not that our other influencers aren't <laughs> awesome too. It's just. They're all awesome. Uh, he's into the whole film festival scene and some other cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm really excited about what live events are going to come out of that here in the future too. And just, you know, yeah, I got to give, you know, some, some kudos. I mean, Dan Clark. Fantastic show. Number one show on the network. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, Aaron Young, uh, Christy Dryling, uh, uh, was Devin Alexander, Chris Salem, uh, James Dentley, Forbes Riley. You know, the the names, they, they just go on. And, you know, like Forbes Riley, for example, $2.5 billion in merchandise sold. She sold over $2.5 million That's pretty influential. Gems. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she was the QVC queen in Canada. So a lot of things going on. We're going to have to wrap it up for this week, but we'll be back at you next week with a, another exciting show. Special thank you to our guest today, Robert Cellino, Sandra Rogers. Uh, both are fantastic people here for Voice America. Uh, tune in next week. We bring you some more fantastic stuff from Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Finding Your Frequency Net. And of course, at Twitter, at Radio Ryan One, at Jeff Spinney Two. And go check out the network, voiceamerica.com, because we are the best at live internet talk radio. Go check it out. Peace out.